And that's what we covered last week. And sometimes that's a hard reality to understand. You can feel forgiven. Jesus doesn't want you to go through life torturing yourself. I need a witness right there. Listen, but this week, this week is going to be kind of the same. Uh, but it's, it's probably a, a fear that we, we have and sometimes don't want to admit that we have. How many of y'all got things you don't want to admit about yourself? Yeah, me too. Me too. Today we're going to talk about the dreaded, the dreaded fear of change. Change. It's been said, it's been said that, that nobody likes change except the baby in the nursery, and they don't like it real regular, amen? Nobody likes change. Nobody likes it when things change in life. Nobody likes it when, when, when things change at work. Nobody likes it when things change in the home. Nobody likes it when things, especially people don't like it when things change at the church. I need a witness right there. There's been more churches split over change. Uh, what's the famous words? We've never done it that way before. We've never done it that way before. Uh, <laughs> change. John chapter 13, and we'll begin reading. Let's see. Let's read in verse number 33. John 13 in verse 33. The disciples are all together with Jesus in the upper room. Uh, they have just had a triumphal entry. I mean, they are pretty much at a rock star status. The, the disciples, they are in the entourage of the Savior. Uh, they, are, they are at the top in the pinnacle of, of, in their minds of where they, they have ever been in their life. They, they have followed this man and they have seen some incredible things awesome things they're discussing who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom who's going to sit where who's going to hold what cabinet position when jesus sits on the throne and runs the romans out i mean they are having the time of their life everything's great everything's wonderful they are in the in crowd they are the crowd that everybody wanted to be a part of and these disciples are having themselves a time with this meal with this dinner and Jesus interrupts everything and says this. Verse 33, are you there? Say amen. amen. Little children. You've got to understand. You've got to understand. Jesus had done told them that they were going to rule and reign with him. They have left everything, their careers, their jobs, all of their, their dreams and dropped it like a hot potato to follow this man. Here we go. Now, this is what he says. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me, as I said unto the Jews, whether I go, say it. You cannot come. I'm fixing to leave, and you can't go with me. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have loved one to another, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, where, where are you going? Whither goest thou? Jesus answered, Whether I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, He just won't let it go. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I'll lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus said, Really? Really? 
Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Hallelujah. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Thomas, where are you going? Where are you going? How are we going to get there? Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And later on he says, don't sweat it, guys. I'm going to send another comforter. My spirit to be with you always. Everything is going to be all right. Church, say amen. amen. Father, thank you for your word, your spirit in this place this morning. Please, we need an anointing to preach this word so we can get it down into our souls and understand that even though things change, you never do. God, I praise you and I love you and I glorify your name. You are worthy of my praise. Thank you for your presence in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Three things I want to share with you. Three things I want to share with you today about change. About change. The first one is the reality. The reality we face. The reality we face. What, what is reality? Every day in America, 108,000 people move to a different home. Every day. Every day in America, 18,000 move to another state. Every day in America, the United States government issues 50 more pages of regulations. God help us. Every day in America, 40 Americans turn 100. Every day in America, 5,800 become 65. Every day in America, 167 businesses go bankrupt. But 689 new ones start up every day in America. More information has been produced in the last 30 years than in the previous 5,000 years. More than one half of the scientists who have ever lived are alive today. 90%, now think about this, 90% of all the items in the supermarket did not exist 10 years ago. Change is not such a bad thing, amen. It is estimated that 50% of college graduates are going into jobs which did not exist when they were born. It is also estimated that 90% of the businesses in the United States were started in the last 25 years. Why is that important? The only way that could take place is if there was change. Things are constantly changing. These kinds of changes are taking place in every field. Travel has changed. Travel has changed. More than 200 years ago, George Washington traveled from Virginia to Washington, D.C. by horseback. It take him 10 days traveling at a speed of 25 miles per day. Today, astronauts can enter a space shuttle and travel at least 25,000 miles per hour. At that speed, you could fly from New York City to San Francisco in eight minutes. 
With all these advances in air travel, it is possible to have breakfast in New York, lunch in Dallas, and dinner in Los Angeles, and your luggage end up in Mexico. Say amen. Some things we'll never get. Amen. One man put it this way. My great-grandfather rode a horse but was afraid of a train. My grandfather rode a train but was afraid of a car. My father rode in a car but was afraid of an airplane. He said, I ride in an airplane and I'm afraid of a horse. Amen. Change constantly. Things are always changing. There was, an, a time, there was a time in America when our hands were dirty and callous, but our hearts were clean and soft. Our houses were small, but our families were big. Our backs were sore, but our mind was at peace. Things change. In one moment of time, in one moment of time, everything in the disciples' lives changed. They were freaking out. What do you mean? You're going to leave? You're leaving? Where are you going? How, how are we, if you're going to leave and you're going somewhere, how are we going to know how to get there? What are you talking about? That's why Jesus said in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. Calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Now, here's what we can do. We can be like an ostrich and stick our head in the sand and think things will never change. And you're going to be sadly disappointed when you bring your head up out that ground. How many of y'all seen any of the like, little TV shows or maybe movies that come about about somebody that was frozen in time or somebody that, you know, uh, whatever, and then all of a sudden they're thawed out or they come back at way, way down the timeline and they're looking at all the stuff around them. You know, that's what's happening today. That's what's happening today. People want to get stuck in the timeline. Let me explain it to you this way. In, 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 in the very beginning of, of the church, when the church began, it, let's just say that's the start of the timeline. And then all the way over here, all the way over here, where we are right now. How many of y'all know it's different now than it was way back there? Now, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Uh, let's, just say, let's just say the Amish people. Let's just say I went, I went to Kentucky. I drove all the way up to Kentucky uh, to check out a coon dog one time and hunted, hunted uh, uh, to, to try this dog out. And we went on the property. We went on the property of an Amish family, and, uh, and uh, there was no lights anywhere. They did not have electricity. They did not have anything of that nature. They, 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 the, the guy pulled up on a horse and buggy. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And I was just totally amazed and blown away at, at, at just the thought of that. But here's what's happened. In that timeline, in that timeline, they have chosen a place in that timeline where they think that's the only time people were right with God. This is the only time that, that people, that they're, and they're stuck in this particular timeline. They won't use electricity because at that time, that's the only time people were right with God. So we're going to stay there so we don't conform to the world. That's what it's all about. They don't want to conform to the world. If you do that, it's conforming to the world. So they have decided, they have decided at that point in their time is the only time it's right with God. Now you say, well, that's silly, preacher. That's ridiculous. They ordain, Listen, advancement in electricity and science, that's, those are great things. And I agree. I agree. But you know what we've done in the church? We've picked 
a certain point in our timeline that we prefer and we like and we want church to stay the same way because we think that's the only place in the timeline that was right with God. And anytime somebody comes up with something new, a new song, a new program, anything that's different from that point in the timeline, we automatically crucify it and say, no, sir, that's not right with God because anything new is wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, just because it's old don't mean it's good. And just because it's new don't mean it's bad. Thank God for new songs. God is a God of new things. He's a very creative God. Hallelujah for new songs. Hallelujah for new things. Bless God. Thank God for change. Amen. When I got married, I was very immature. I, I got married young, and, and I still, at that time, I still knew everything. And, uh, and I was very immature. I, I, I'm glad time has made a change in me. Are you glad, baby? Hallelujah. I figured only time she said amen all month right there. Amen. Time has made a change in me. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what's going to change. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. But this is the deal. This is the deal. People will change. People change. They do. Over time, people change. And we wonder what happened. It's a reality. Say that with me. It's a People are going to change. People are going to change. Not only do people change, what else? What else? Write this down. Help me, people. Programs change. Programs change. What do you mean? I'll tell you this. At one point in history, they put corn in the ground with a mule and one little planter. Now, now they're planting corn with a, a machine as wide as this building. Programs change. Things change. But that doesn't make it bad. You have more. You have, you, you have an abundance of... Uh, listen, you, there are hundreds of thousands of acres that you can plant now because there's a different program. There's a different way of doing things. How many are glad that technology has changed in the, in the, in the field of medicine? They're doing things now that's just unbelievable. Using transplanting retinas and eyes so somebody who could not see before, now they can see. Change is a good thing. Change is a good thing. Listen, programs change. People change. What else? Plans change. Plans change. Ladies, how many of y'all, how many of y'all know the men should understand you have a, a right to change your mind? Without notice. How many of y'all men know they're going to do it anyhow, whether you like it or not? All right. How many of y'all men know you got to be psychic and know what it is, or you're, you're dead meat? Amen. Let's move on. We're going to keep that for the marriage enrichment seminar. Change. Plans change. Things change. A lot of people get irritated at me because if something ain't working, I change. And I'm, I'm willing to try anything if it's not, if it's not, if the Bible don't say thou shalt not, I'm going to try it. If it's going to get people saved, I'm going to try it. I'm ready. Let's pour it to it, man. Let's try something. Let's go after it. I told anybody, I'll eat anything once. 
I just, just a thought come to my mind. This don't have nothing to do with the message. But I, I just got to know, how hungry was the dude that ate the first oyster? I just got to know how hungry that dude was. To look down at that thing and say, hmm, I'm going to eat that. Amen. I don't. Because you know everybody, how many of y'all in here like oysters? How many of y'all like oysters? Every one of y'all did it on a dare, tell the truth. Because somebody said, you ain't man enough to eat it. Don't tell me what I ain't man enough. Bring it on, brother. <laughs> hey, by the way, how many of y'all know taste buds change? Things change. But all of a sudden, something changes at work, and we lose our mind. Something changes. And by the way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get this. Things are fixing to drastically change in the United States. You better look on the TV and see what's going on. So, oh, my goodness, look what's happening in Libya. Look what's happening in Egypt. Look what's How about look what's happening in Wisconsin? Look what's fixing to happen in Ohio. It's happening here. When the same inflation that has hit the countries in the Mideast and also in China, when it hits the United States, I promise you, there's going to be some change. Why are you saying all this? I'm telling you this, it's coming. I'm just warning you. But I'm going to just tell you like Jesus said, let not your heart be, everything's going to be all right. Listen, how many of y'all know change is a reality now? Things are just going to change. It just is. We, we, let's quit getting all upset about it. Let's quit, let's quit uh, whining about it. Let's quit just, just crying about it. It's going to happen. Things will change. Things change. I think uh, one of the, one of the uh, funniest songs I ever heard, we, we, they had the, uh, the, 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 the old men's football game to raise money. At, uh, at West Point. Did anybody go to that thing that all them uh, old geezers out there playing football and, and time has passed them by? Say amen right there. One gentleman, one gentleman run across the field. And I mean, he was in the wide open. There was nothing. There wasn't even somebody close to catching him and nothing between him and the goal line. And about 20 yards out, he gave up the ghost. It was all he had. He ran out of gas and hit the ground. And, and this is what happened. Over the loudspeakers, they begin to play. I'm not as good as I once was. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what he come to realize? Things change. Amen? This is a reality we need to get. Number two. Not only is it a reality we face, but I want you to see a reassurance we find. A reassurance we find. Jesus said, guys, don't worry. Don't worry. Look in verse number, look down in verse chapter 14, verse number, let's see. Verse number 16. Verse number 16. If you're in chapter 14, verse 16, say amen. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Another. There's a key word right there. Another. In other words, that is one like the same. In other words, Jesus is saying, I got to go, but somebody's coming that's just like me. I'm going to give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 
In a world that is constantly changing, in an environment that's constantly changing, in an economy that's constantly changing, what in the world are we going to do about our troubled hearts because nobody likes change? First thing I want you to see, don't ever forget this, God's person never changes. God's person never changes. He is the same today as He was yesterday that He will be tomorrow. He, how many of y'all are glad God's not moody? God knows some of us are moody. My wife says I'm as moody as can be. I, I can be one way at one moment, and ladies, don't say nothing. Don't even say nothing right there. I'm glad that we do not have a moody God. I'm glad He is the same when I get up in the morning as I lay down at night. He is the same today. He's the same in the sunshine as He is in the rain. It doesn't matter. He's not up one minute and down the next. He is a level God. He is a constant God. He is a God that we can depend on. Thank God His person, His characteristic, His love never changes. I don't care what the world does. He never changes. He still loves me every day of my life. He still cares about me every day of my life. I don't have to worry about how He feels about me. He is the same. He said, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. You didn't have to do anything for me to love you. I just love who you are. And that's His person. And it will never, ever change. Hallelujah. The Bible says, James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, no variableness, neither shadow of turning. How many of y'all know we as humans are variable sometimes? I've got people that call me and I don't know which one I'm going to get on that particular day. For real. One day they're way up and they're excited. Hey, man, what's happening? And what you, how, man, is it? Whoa, how are you doing? And, and everything. And then the next, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm thinking, Lord, have mercy. In a day's time, God is never like that. He's the same. Why, why does this mean something to you, preacher? Because I know what I can expect. I'm not going to be surprised when I get in His presence because He's going to be the same as He was the last time I was in His presence. He is rock steady. You know what makes a great coach? One who's calm under pressure. Because if the players see their coach lose it, then they lose confidence. But if their coach is calm and cool and collected under pressure... They stay calm, cool, and collected under pressure. It is what it is. Listen, I'm glad our coach never sweats. He is never excited. He is never nervous. He is always the same. Listen, God's person never changes. B, write this down. God's power never changes. God's power never changes. Why is that important? Because we're going to go through some lean times. And America, it, America's facing some times uh, that, that probably most of everybody in this building has never seen in their lifetime. Are you trying to scare us? No, I'm just trying to tell you. But see, we serve a God who led over a million people out of a city in Egypt 
and brought them to a desert where there was not one McDonald's, there was not one Burger King, there was not one supermarket, there was nothing but a desert. Now, I don't know if you know this, but if you've ever been in a desert, that is a barren place. No water, no food, no nothing. Over a million, do you understand the logistics of making something like that happen? And had nothing. And the question in the Psalms is this. Can God provide a table in the wilderness? Let me tell you, God did more than provide a table in the wilderness. He gave them manna from the bakery of glory every single day of their life. God gave them quail. Listen, knee deep as far as the eye could see. God allowed water to come out of a rock. If God spoke this world into existence, His Word spoke you into being. If He could dig you out of the dust of the ground and breathe into your nostrils a breath of life, honey, I guarantee you He can pay your power bill. Give him praise and glory. The Bible says that God is the one who has power to give wealth. God has the power to give and to take away. This was an understanding that Job knew right well. Job was the richest man in the east, and every single thing he had was taken away. In a moment of time, everything he had, and this was his response. The Lord gives and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, naked came I into this world and naked shall I return. I didn't have nothing when I got here. I'm not going to have nothing when I leave. And everything I got came from him. Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. He knows better than I do. And I'm telling you, no matter if you get a pink slip at work, no matter what the boss says, the boss is not taking care of your need. Your God in heaven is. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory and I'm telling you he's not going to let us just survive we're going to flourish in this economy we're going to flourish in this wilderness and they're going to see that God can do mighty things in his name hallelujah His power is the same. It's the same God that split the Red Sea. It's the same God, listen, that dropped the walls of Jericho for the nation of Israel. It's the same God who made the sun stand still. It's the same God who spoke this world into existence and He's on your side. Hallelujah. Or we're on His side. Amen. His power never changes. It doesn't get weak. We have batteries that we need recharging. We have bodies that need to rest. God neither slumbers nor sleeps. He has no need. He never runs down. He never runs out. He never runs low. He's still got the same power that he started with. And he, hallelujah, right there. Don't you worry about change, because he don't. Don't worry about what the economy's doing. He's got power. He's got ability. He's got knowledge. He knows it was coming. He knew it was coming. How many times has he tried to warn us to get back and doing it the Bible way? But yet we have been caught up. And I'm telling you, me included, me included, many church people and God's people got caught up with the materialistic things and got into so much debt that it's got a noose around our neck. When if we'd have just listened to the Bible and done what God said, none of us would have been sweating right now. now. I'm telling the truth, and I know this. nobody likes to hear that because nobody likes to be talking about money. Don't talk about money. That's personal. Not. Well, yeah, we're broke. And there's a reason for it. Because we didn't follow the book. 
But I got good news. It's never too late. That's why we're going to be teaching some things and preaching things right out of the book next week. I don't know about you, but I want to be okay when the going gets tough. You mean to tell me we can be okay and not have to worry about it? Yep, if you follow that book. Amen. How do you know that? Because of C. C tells me this. God's promise never changes. <laughs> I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Paul said, my God. This is, this is Paul speaking out of poverty and people that were giving out of poverty. These were not rich people. Most of the time, rich people don't give. If you look at a cross-section of the United States, the majority of rich people do not give hardly anything to charity. It's usually the middle class and poor that always give. And these people were given out of their poverty, and, and Paul said this, My God shall supply all of your need. And he didn't say according to the economy. According to the, your CD or retirement program. He said according to his Riches and glory. Church, say amen. His promise never changes. He's promised to take care of us. When things change at work, just trust that God's got a plan. Your position may change at work. Some goober may come in and take your position. And somebody move you somewhere else. And you're thinking, my life's over. What in the world's going on? Don't fret it. If you're following Jesus, everything's going to be all right. If something changes in the home, yesterday, me and Brother Will were sitting on 278. A terrible, terrible, terrible accident took place right on the bridge there on 278. Will, do you realize a multitude of families, three specific families, lives changed forever? In a moment of time yesterday. Listen, everybody, at any moment, things could change. But don't sweat it. Everything's going to be all right. Church, say amen. amen. Let me give you, let me, I got six minutes. Let me give you, let me give you, how many of y'all are practical and like steps to make something happen? It really plain practical steps to one, two, three, four, this is how you do it. How many of y'all are like that? Because I'm like that. I said, all right, God, if we're going to re really be able to make this happen and deal with change in our life, give me some things that we can do. Give me some things we can do. All right, these, these are the recommendations we follow. Number three, the recommendations we follow. When it comes to change in our life, when it comes to change in our life, first thing we've got to do is anticipate it. Anticipate it. Do you know what change gets you? The one you don't see coming. Harry Houdini, the great escape artist. Most of y'all have ever heard of him, Harry Houdini. He had a standing bet. He had a standing bet and a challenge to, that he could take any man's punch in the gut. He would tighten up his stomach and he would let any man punch him in the, in the, in the gut and in the stomach and, and after a show that he did, he was, he was resting, was very exhausted. He was uh, reclining, and, 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 and a couple men came to his room, 
And he answered the door, and he said, I heard that you have a challenge. I heard that you have a challenge, that you could take any man's punch. And he said this. He said this, yes, and by the time he said this, the guy hit him. Boom. Without giving him a chance to tighten up and be ready and, and be able to take it, and, it, and it, it, it caused internal damage that he eventually died from. And what got him? He was not anticipating the punch that was coming. Now, he had taken every other punch that was ever thrown to him with no problem. And the one that got him was the one he was not anticipating. Me and my brother was, me and my brother was boxing in, in Guadalajara, Mexico. We was on a missions trip. And uh, uh, the, the missionaries' kids on the, in the mission compound there, they, they had uh, boxing gloves, and Joe had some on, I had some on, and, and we were going after it. And at that time, he was a little bit heavier and clumsier than me, and I was kind of streamlined and thin. A long time ago, Scott, amen, a long time ago. And we were going after him. Boy, I was tagging him. His, little, his face is all red. And all of a sudden, somebody hit me in the back of my head with a two-by-four. That's what I thought. But he hit me. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hardly remember anything. All I remember is seeing his knees as I was going forward and going down. And when I saw his knees, I just wrapped my arms around his knees simply to keep from hitting the ground. And he thought I wanted to wrestle. So here we go. <laughs> and my dad, my dad said, All right, boys, what? Stop right there before somebody gets hurt. I thought, too late. Too late. He let go. I went straight to the bed and laid down. I started throwing up. Got a concussion. He gave me a concussion. We had to go in back. Now, now you're talking about fear. We were in Guadalajara, Mexico, and now they had to take me to a doctor. And, and, and listen, we're not going down the main street to a hospital. We're going back roads and back alleys to a back door somewhere. I'm losing my mind. Going there, and the lady's trying to talk to me and ask me how have I, you know, vomited or what. And I'm thinking, man, I get two or three shots. We have to fly home early. Why? I never saw it coming. Guys, let's don't walk around with our head in the sand and think things will never change. Are y'all with me? When things change at work, anticipate it. When things change in, 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 in programs and plans, anticipate it. If we expect it to change, it's not going to knock us off our horse. We will be able to take it and deal with it. Church, say amen. Anticipate change. Then B, write this down. Accept the change. Don't be an Amish person and sit in the dark when you can flip a switch on and sit in the light. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like that new stuff. I don't like that, I don't, I, I tell you what, that boss saying, I'm going to quit my job. Yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Everybody else would love to have your job. You better keep what you get and adjust Accept it. Just accept it. Say, okay, it is what it is. Say it with me. It is what it is. Say it again. Say it again. Shine on. That's right. Accept it. But then, see, adjust to the change. My sister, I think it was in her house, 
I've seen it somewhere. It was some house, I think it was Mindy's house. How many of y'all seen that home sweet home sign? Everybody's got in their kitchen. Home sweet home. She's got on it, so it's not home sweet home. Adjust. <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of truth to that. It's not always going to be just like we want it. Sometimes we've got to adjust. You young couples thinking about getting married, or you young couples that are married and thinking about not be. There's no such thing as a marriage made in heaven. They're all made in that other place. Amen. We go into this marriage thing thinking, oh, it's just going to be bliss, and it's going to be Cinderella. It's going to be Barbie and Ken and all that. And you find out, no, it ain't. You know what you got to do if you're going to make your marriage last? You got to learn to adjust. Both sides have got to learn to adjust to the other person. And the person that refuses to adjust is the one going to the courthouse. Because everybody's different. I've heard this. Men go into marriage thinking their wife will never change, and women go into marriage thinking their husband will. Why is only women laughing at that? I don't know. Is that not true? Adjust. Just adjust. It's not that difficult. It's not that hard. You say, how can I do that? I don't think I can do that. Paul said this. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I found this out. You can do anything you want to do if you want to do it. There's nothing impossible to you. You can do anything, but you've got to want to do it. What's the first thing we're going to do with change? Come on, y'all. B. See, some of y'all ain't even there yet. Changes have taken place in your life, and you're refusing to accept it and thinking it's just going to go away. Honey, it ain't. You've got to be willing to accept it. Then see, then we must adjust to it. Paul said, Paul said I've become all things, and I may win some. He said, to the weak, i become weak. Uh, to, to the Jew, I become Jew. To those without the law, without the law. What is he saying? I've learned to adjust to keep doing what I need to do. Adjust. Then, then D, write this down. Then we can advance in the change. We can advance in the change. America is constantly changing. Your mission field is constantly changing. For example, Brandy, do you got your little apparatus with you? That thing that you're writing on. Bring it here. You better be taking notes right there. That's all I know. All right. Let me see. All right. Now check this out. Oh, you are. Very good. All right. All right. Hey, come put your Bible thing on there. I'll mess everything up if I try to. That thing you showed me the other day. Oh, yeah. John 14. And it's right on the spot. Amen. I'm in, my, I'm in my bedroom. I'm in my bedroom sitting on my bed with my Bible in my lap. And, and, and Brandy comes in there, look, Dad, look at this. And she come in there with this thing. And she's going, doing all this number. And I went. Now here I am, I got my Bible. This is not confusing to me.
And she comes in here with this little thing. And you know what? It's the same thing. Let me see. Let me see if it's the same thing. Uh, John 14, 18. Let me see if here. John 14, 18. Uh, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. John 14, 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will. It went blank. <laughs> Help me now. Thank you, dear. I will come to you. There's a change, but it's all good. That's cool. And I can adjust. That's right. Now, see, we can laugh. We can laugh because we've all been through change and we've dealt with it and we've gone on and y'all haven't kicked me out and fired me because y'all are willing to do whatever because you care more about souls on the outside than you do a tradition on the inside. But see, everybody ain't like y'all. There's some folks that can't deal with this. Bless God, it ought to be. It ought, well, there's a lot of things ought to be, but it ain't. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this right here is the generation we're trying to reach. And if we get on our high horse and say, bless God, they need to like it like we like it, we're going to lose all of them. This... <laughs> I'm going to stick with my book. But I'm going to figure out how to do this. I'm going to figure out how to do these things these young people are doing because I want to relate to them. I want to be able to reach them. And the only way I can do that is I've got to learn to, to, to see, adjust. Amen? Amen. And when we learn to adjust, I remember when I first I remember when I first got my first computer Bible study program. Before that, I had books scattered everywhere. It took me four or five times the amount of time to study. Now when I can just hit a button, boom, and it's there. And when I learned to adjust to that Bible study program, then I began to D. I began to you know why our churches, our church has grown like it has and we have advanced for the kingdom and we're seeing the people saved because we haven't been afraid to adjust. Now some people are scared about it and I understand that and I was in the beginning but I've learned this. We need a constant culture of change in the church to keep reaching people because people are constantly changing. But there's one thing you can put in the bank. Your Bible, your God will never change. Here's the gospel. But you know what? Here's the gospel. It's the same exact word. Brother Gabe is just in a little different package. Church, 
Don't flip out when the package change. Just make sure what's on the inside stays the same. Give God praise and glory. Change. Change does not have to destroy us. The only way change will destroy you is how you respond to it. Church, say amen. Let's go through these four one more time and then we're going to pray. First, we must... Then B, we must. C, we must. Then D, we must. I don't never do this. And God told me to do it, and I forgot to bring the book, and Miss Amber brought hers. I don't never do this, but I'm going to do it this time. Brother Wilford McCormick, Brother Wilford McCormick, uh, uh, awesome man of God. At one point in my ministry, he said, Preacher, you really need to read this book. Who moved the cheese? Some of y'all have read it. If you've been in corporations or anything like that, you've read it. It is an unbelievable book that deals with change. And I would recommend that to anybody in this building. I don't know why God wants me to do this, but some of y'all are going through drastic changes, maybe at work, maybe in your career. Uh, there are people that's worked somewhere for 15 years, and now they've got to go back to school because of a major career change. Please get this book and read it. It's very thin. It's very small. But I promise you, when it comes to the culture of change and how to, how to deal with change in your life, that book is awesome. If you can get it at the bookstore or whatever, but, but check that out. Check that out. And I'm not trying to put one book over the Bible because everything in here, it comes from the Bible. But this, it's given in a little story. It's given in a little story that makes it interesting to read, even if you don't like to read. And I would encourage you to read it. Church, say amen. All right. Father, thank you so much for your blessings and your mercy. Lord Jesus, please, please help us not to be afraid of change. Lord, change is inevitable. Change is going to come. God, my hair is getting grayer by the day. My body is getting weaker by the day. Change is going to take place. We can't stop it. We can't slow it down. Lord, the economy is changing. The world is changing. People are changing. God, we don't have to lose our mind. We don't have to lose who we are. God, we can learn to adjust and excel and advance in the change. Lord, there's no doubt in my mind Temple's better today than it's ever been. Lord, we're seeing more things done for the kingdom of God today than it's ever been. And that's simply because we were not afraid to change. God, I pray that you'll help us now. Lord, I know there's many people out there in the job market and in their careers. Things have changed and they're afraid. Lord, please touch them and help them. Lord, I'm going to give them an opportunity right now to find a place in this altar. We're going to ask you to remind us how powerful you are. Remind us that your person never changes, your character never changes. Remind us that, Lord, your promises never change. Lord, I pray that every head's bowed and every eye closed. Let's, let's many as can. Let's just find a place in this altar and pray for our country. Our country is in a bad way, and it's going to go through some difficult times. And let's pray for our leaders. Let's pray for our churches. Let's pray for our homes. Let's pray for the families in our community that their lives have changed because of the tragic accident yesterday. Let's pray for those that, that are, have lost their jobs or their jobs are changing. 
and, and they just need a touch from God. They need an encouragement that everything's going to be okay. That's it. Let's find a place. Father, please touch every heart. Please touch their minds. Ease their heart. Let them know that you are God and there is none other. Like the song we sung, Lord, let them know that nobody can be compared to you. Lord, and you know our way. You know our steps. You know our path. You know everything about what's going on. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know what's going to happen next month. You know what's going to happen next year. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll please comfort our hearts. Let us know, that, Lord, that you can fix any problem. Lord, let us know that you can meet any need. Lord, our power bill, our grocery bill. Lord, you can take care of it. Our water bill, you can take care of it. Lord, that doctor bill, you can take care of it. Father, I pray that you'll show yourself real on behalf of those that are here. I know some are struggling whether they can believe that or not. Some have been in a bad way for so long. God, I pray that you'll lift them up as we are, are obedient to what you say. Lord, we've got to be obedient in our giving. We've got to be obedient in what you have commanded us to do. Lord, so that you can do your part. And God, I praise you and I thank you. Lord, be with everybody in this building. Help us, Lord, to deal with change and not be afraid. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. We're going to sing, I surrender all. I surrender all. If you need to come. If you need to come. If you need prayer, we've got folks at this altar. We'll be glad to pray with you. Say, preacher, I don't know that I'm saved. Well, come on. Come on, we'll take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Say, preacher, I just need to trust Christ more. Well, come on, we'll pray with that. We'll ask God to help you. Sing another verse. Sing another verse. And all to Jesus I Can you sing that honestly today? Can you sing that from your heart? That's it. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence Worldly pleasures all forsaken. 